Time magazine has once again shown itself to be a mouthpiece for the billionaire class by selecting Elon Musk as its person of the year. Musk, widely despised for his anti-worker, wildly arrogant, and out-of-touch public commentary, vastly increased his fortune while the rest of the world, perhaps except for the other billionaires, suffered greatly amid the COVID pandemic. Why is celebrity worship of individual billionaires promoted in capitalist popular culture? We need a new system. We need a new society. We need to demand that which may have sounded impossible even a few weeks ago, but is not only realizable, but an imperative necessity. Deepening unemployment, a looming wave of evictions, massive and widening inequality. There's no denying it. Capitalism is in crisis and capitalism is the crisis. We are very excited to have Professor Richard Wolf join us again for our regular weekly segment where we talk about the biggest stories related to the economy, the state of the working class and the crimes of big business. I'm your host, Brian Becker. The Socialist Program brings you content three days a week. Thanks to the support of our patrons at patreon.com forward slash the socialist program. We can't do this show without our patrons. We appreciate all of your support and encourage you to become a patron today if you enjoy listening to this show. Richard Wolf is the co-founder of the organization Democracy at Work. He's the author of many books, the latest being The sickness is the system when capitalism fails to save us from pandemics or itself. He also has a new hard copy edition of his book, Understanding Marxism. It's only been recently released. It features a new lengthy introduction, which strengthens the case for why Marxism is worth understanding. You can check out all of his work at rdwolf.com. That's R-D-W-O-L-F-F.com. Professor Wolf, welcome back. Thank you, Brian. Glad to be here. Professor Wolf, in 1938, Time magazine named Adolf Hitler Person of the Year. There's been some discussion about that over the decades. By the way, at that time, Adolf Hitler wasn't completely out of favor with a great number of American elite capitalists, including some of the leading, quote, families, close quote, in the country. But here we have Elon Musk named Person of the Year. I mean, of all, when you just think about what 2021 has been like, what has happened to the world, the, the sort of shocks, the changes, the, the impact of COVID-19, the economic depression, the economic recession, the vaccine apartheid, where huge parts of the world are dying to get the vaccine but can't because the biggest corporations you know, won't give up patent rights. And in fact, because the Western governments are hoarding. When you think about all of the issues at play, and then you think, who's the person of the year? Who's the most important person of the year? The idea that Elon Musk would be chosen. I know it's Time Magazine. I know it's they're trying to sell magazines. But anyway, 
it seems pretty grotesque to me. I want to get your take. Well, let me uh, give credit where it's due in, in responding to your invitation. I live in an apartment, a uh, cooperative apartment building uh, in Manhattan. And as I was going through delivering my garbage to that part of the building where we do that, all of us who are tenants, I encountered one of the uh, workmen here who take care of the buildings. And I don't know exactly how it happened, but we began discussing and up came Time Magazine's Man of the Month. And I looked at him and I said, uh, what do you think? And he looked at me and I could see in his eyes, he was wondering who exactly he was talking to. And there was that moment of, should I say what I think or should I say what this person would like to hear? And he seems to have made the decision to do the first one, not the second. And so he said to me, well, all I can think of is, is my cousin. My cousin works in a hospital and she has been going to work every day throughout this pandemic, wondering if she was killing herself, if by exposing herself to all the people that were sick in one clinic or hospital or medical center after another. But she said, this is what I've been trained for. This is what I do. I'm good at it. She risked her life every day going to work, taking care of people who really needed her, who were frightened by the pandemic, frightened by the fact that they had tested positive and all the rest. And he looks at me and he, he hesitates a minute and he said, if I had anything to do with picking the person of the year, I'd nominate my cousin. And if they didn't want my cousin, pick any one of the millions of other people who are on the front lines right now, have been for the last two years, pretty much, and deserve everyone's appreciation and deserve to get the recognition that they've been among the most crucial people of these last two years. And I had nothing to improve on that. Mm. I was blown away by seeing it, him there. It is what you say it is. It is a slavish mentality to people who are rich. Those people are no different from us. They're the same people. They were just lucky. I know they, many of you maybe listening want to believe that there's something other than luck going on. I'm going to try to show in a minute that it isn't the case, that it really is a matter of luck. And I believe it was F. Scott Fitzgerald, who many years ago, when asked a question by someone who believed there really was a difference, he was asked the question, what is the difference between the really rich people and the rest of us? And he thought for a minute and he answered, they have more money. That's it. They have more money. Elon Musk, is, is there's nothing there. It's the empty suit. It's the amazing capacity for a person who was the second richest person whose achievement over this last year was to become the richest person by beating out Jeffrey Bezos, not because of anything he did, but because of the rise 
in the stock value of the stocks that he owns. Other people did the work. Other people have done most of the work on the Tesla automobiles, not him. But the way our system works, it rewards one person, not the thousands, the millions who contributed as much or more. Here's the metaphor I would use. Think with me for a moment of a village threatened by a nearby river that is rising and may overflow the bank and flood the town, flood the village. So the people know this story and they do what they have always done. They gather together those people old enough, strong enough, at least as many of them as they can, and they begin to do the usual. They get the sandbags, they fill the sandbags, they hand the sandbags from one person to another, all the way up the line from where the sand was dumped to where the bags need to be piled up to save the village from flooding. And it works, the village is saved. And the grateful village raises money and says, we want to give a $10,000 check. That's how much money we've raised. It's not easy for us. We're not rich, but we're going to collect this money. And we want to celebrate what was done for us by all of those who worked together to produce this outcome. And they hand the check to the last man on the line. You know, the one who took the bag of sand handed to him by the person next to him and threw it on the ground next to the river. Well, if we heard such a story, if you listened to what I just said, you would understand the absurdity. Why are you giving it to the last one on the line? He didn't do more or less than what all the others did. He did a different function because at that point, you needed to throw the bag of sand on the ground. At an earlier point, you needed to hand it from one person to another. At an earlier point than that, you needed to get the sand and then you had to fill the bag. But all of the people came together to do this. Let's divide the reward amongst them all. Well, let me tell you about Elon Musk. He put together an automobile. There's a century of work that's been done on that thing. Together with a battery, there's more than a century of work done on that thing. And he put those two together, a battery and an automobile. Nice piece of work, good idea. But that is not the whole thing. All the people who helped make the modern automobile what it is. All the people who did the work on developing the batteries to the point where the little addition Elon Musk is making could be accomplished. What about them? Why are they left out? Why is all the check being given to the last guy on the line? Well, the answer is, that this amount of money has nothing to do with work. It has nothing to do with a contribution any individual made to a long line of development. This amount of money given to one person, that's called capitalism. That's how capitalism works. Not the only system that works that way, but it's the system we got now. So it's the one that gets the blame. 
it's not necessary, it's not appropriate, it's not fair, and the only amazing thing is why we permit it. And yes, in a small way, we permit it because institutions like Time Magazine lead people to believe by making him the man of the year that there's something rational in this wildly irrational way of distributing resources. Richard, Errol Musk is Elon Musk's father. He was interviewed by Business Insider in 2018. I'm going to read to you from a media outlet about that interview. Errol Musk, Elon's father, told Business Insider that he was flying home from his home in South Africa, that would be apartheid South Africa, where he was born in 1946, to the United Kingdom to sell the plane he was on with a young Elon in tow. He said they stopped in Djibouti to avoid pricey airport fees and there happened to meet some Italian merchants who offered to buy the plane from him then and there. In addition, they offered Errol a chance to buy partial ownership of a Zambian emerald mine. Quote, so I became a half owner of the mine and we got emeralds for the next six years, Errol said. He said that he sold and traded these emeralds himself and that at one point, Elon himself even went out to sell some of the stones. That's Elon Musk. His father is a very rich half owner of a Zambian emerald mine. And the plane that he has Elon on flying from South Africa to the UK, he stops in Djibouti to sell the plane. I mean, when you think about the experience of Elon Musk, I mean, this is not the 1%. This is like the 0.001% in terms of people's experiences. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there's this illusion that we really need to puncture, that this is necessary, that somehow if we didn't give to these individuals the kind of vast wealth, I believe uh, Elon Musk's is north of 200 billion dollars, or maybe it's even significantly more than that, more than, than the GDP of many countries and so on, that somehow we need to do that. Because otherwise, if we didn't do that, the idea is we wouldn't get innovation or invention. Let me just put this to rest. We get innovation and in, invention all over the place. And we always have that's why we are not relying on uh, finding nuts and berries in the woods, because human beings have been figuring out how to do things better for many, many, many centuries. And we haven't given people that kind of wealth to do it. Hardly ever. So what's going on here? I'm going to use myself as an example. I'm an economist. My job is to understand the economy and to help figure out how to make it work better for human beings. There are lots of us economists around the world. We try to make the world a better place, at least many of us do. 
And we try to do that by coming up with new policies, new ways to manage the money and, and all the rest of it. None of us expects, none of us anticipates, nor should we, that we are going to become billionaires out of doing this. There is no way that's going to happen. That's not the way the profession of economics is set up. The most any of us can basically imagine is if we come up with, I'll take an example, John Keynes, a British economist, came up with a whole new way of managing capitalist economies, which he hoped would at least reduce their instability, their oscillations from inflation to depression and back again. It didn't work, what he figured out, but it helped. It made a lot of those instabilities less extreme than they might have otherwise been, last not as long as they otherwise might have. And that improved the lives of millions and millions of people. Okay, Mr. Keynes never got any money for doing that, and he didn't expect it, and that wasn't necessary for him to have made that breakthrough. Nowadays, economists, if they make another breakthrough, might expect, if they were very self-confident, that they would one day get a Nobel Prize. Well, the Nobel Prize in economics is about a million dollars. It has nothing to do with the billions that Mr. Musk has gathered into his hands. The idea that you need to give people that kind of money to get them to be creative, productive, or innovative is a lie. It has never been true, and it isn't true now. In 99.9% .9 of all cases, people make improvements because they feel like it, because there are some modest rewards. There is the applause of the people around you, particularly those who benefit from whatever it is you've come up with a new way of doing. But the idea that you have to give people wild amounts of money, that's a conceit of those who do not want to admit that they're the last guy on that chain of sandbags, but want to believe that it's really them that stopped the river from overflowing. And that is a way of denigrating everybody else. Giving Elon Musk that position of his moronic face on the cover of Time magazine is an insult and a denigration of the contribution of all those frontline workers who spent the year taking risks Elon Musk didn't to help the people who needed it most and help deal with a disease that threatens our entire species, while this man sat on his shares of stock that rose in price so that he became the richest man on earth because people were buying shares in his company. And I won't even go into the absurdity of dealing with the crisis of our transportation system, which is the crisis of the private car. It is cheaper it is safer, it is less environmentally degrading to have a high quality public mass transportation system in the world. That's what we need. 
What Mr. Musk did is convince us instead to celebrate moving from a diesel or a fossil fuel automobile to an electric private automobile. That's not the progress we need. And to give him these honors and him this wealth for what he did there, it is not necessary. It is not appropriate. It is unjust. And it is not to be unpleasant. It's downright nauseating. Here's from Newsweek. Of course, historically, the two magazines, the rival magazines, Time and Newsweek. Well, here's a Newsweek story from August 26, 2021. Here's the headline, Richard. Elon Musk's net worth rose 600% to $175 billion during the COVID pandemic. Okay, so say the numbers again for people. 600% to $175 billion. Now, not like the man you met in your apartment building who said he wants his cousin to be person of the year because what she did by going to work every day, risking her life to care for the sick and the ill and the dying from COVID, unlike that person and so many others, so many other workers, Elon Musk actually, as you said, contributed nothing. But here's what he got. Here's what he received. Elon Musk saw his net worth increase this is in less than two years, by a staggering $150 billion during the COVID-19 pandemic, a gain of over 600%. Now, we know tens of thousands of families are facing eviction because of COVID-19. We know a lot of healthcare workers were laid off. Some healthcare workers quit because they just couldn't take it anymore. The stress was too great. We lost 126,000 childcare worker jobs because the stress of taking care of young kids in the middle of this pandemic, the likes of which hasn't been seen in the United States since 1918, we're, we're approaching 800,000 deaths. Just to put this number into, into some perspective for our audience, $150 billion in less than two years. Now, $150 billion, think of a billion as a thousand million. So one billion is a thousand millions. $150 billion in two years. That means Elon Musk was making, I think, if I'm not wrong, several hundred million dollars each week. And of course, this is when he did nothing, several hundred million dollars each week. Right. I want to drive home what this means. These $150 billion are more than enough, many times more than enough to solve the housing, the homeless problem in this country overnight way more money than you need to put every homeless family into a home, a house, an apartment. And if there aren't enough to build them, and by putting it to work with that amount of money, you'd build them in a matter of weeks. We could solve that problem. We could eliminate 
student debt for a generation of students that should never have been put in that position of indebtedness in the first place. We could do fantastic things to make life in this country better for tens, for hundreds of millions of dollars. None of that is going to happen because this man has gathered into his hands, thanks to this system, the billions of dollars that could be available. No democratic system could ever survive any of this. Democracy would never see people deciding to take this amount of the resources that we've all helped to create and put them at the disposal of one person who can flaunt them and say, I'm going to do with this what I want, how I want, when I want. I don't care of what the consequences are for other people. I'm not required in this system to be civic-minded. I'm not required in this system to share. You get the real Elon Musk when you realize that he didn't even have the savvy or the minimum decency to say something like, while the country was suffering a terrible disaster, my wealth, which I can't spend anyway, was doubling over this time. I am certainly going to take some huge portion of it and share it out with my fellow citizens suffering this pandemic, suffering this economic, nothing. The man is like Time magazine. It doesn't occur to him. You can't even blame him for this outrageous selfishness. This is a system that rewards you for this. If you have lots of shares of stock, well, then when the price of that share goes up, you become richer. You don't do anything. You just own something. And if you remember that the way he got Tesla stock was by giving them to himself, because that's how he got them, you begin to understand that this man found himself at a particular place in this capitalist system and it was the place that made him rich, not him. It doesn't matter in this system who the owner of those shares are. You would have become richer whoever you were. It has nothing to do with Mr. Musk. You shouldn't put him on the cover of Time magazine. What you should do is put there in the light of a lamp over his head the system that allows some people to have all of this wealth and make it unavailable to solve the problems an entire society has. We could have used 150 billion to create the kinds of job opportunities, especially if we tax the other billionaires, and there's only 700 or so of them in the United States. If we tax them half away of what they have, we would have trillions of dollars with which to solve this society's problems. And here's the double irony. Even after we taxed away half their wealth that could solve all our problems, these people would, with half of what they have today, still be the 700 richest people in the United States. That we don't do that? 
that will be looked back on this period of American history with the thought in the minds of those looking back about us now, we must have lost our minds. Richard, we have just about two minutes left. I want to touch on one other issue here that I think is important. I'd like to actually touch on more, but I want to, I know we're under a time pressure here, about two minutes left. I mean, I'd like to talk about Elon Musk engaged in union busting and the National Labor Relations Board upholding the rights of workers and insisting that workers who are trying to organize in Tesla plants be reinstated. But before we do it, last little bit, here's from Tesla North. The U.S. Space Exploration Agency, that would be NASA, and Elon Musk-run company have had a good relationship the past few years with NASA selecting SpaceX, that's Elon Musk's company, to make three more space station crew missions happen. So here you have a billionaire who's working with and partnering with some of the most important parts of the U.S. government one-on-one, and they call this, I mean, you know, there's Marx called it the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie in some of his work about the political supremacy of the capitalists and how they monopolize political power. I mean, what a disgrace. NASA and Elon Musk have a good relationship partnering. Anyway, again, these are tax dollars. NASA's budget comes from us partnering with this billionaire. Yeah, well, you know, it makes a mockery of the claim people still want to make that we live in a democratic society. We don't. People with money have outsized influence. The more money, the more influence that they have. And we are watching this society go in that direction. And whether it's Mr. Musk getting what he wants from NASA or from anybody else in our society, or whether it is the fact that he can decide what to do with $200 billion of wealth created by the entirety of our society and denying it to everybody else. These are not democratic outcomes. These are not democratic decisions. Our capitalist system is not democratic. It's anti-democratic. The irony is People who are upset about what happened last January 6th in Washington keep talking about we have to protect our democracy. And I keep wondering, what are they talking about? I'm opposed to those people who did what they did on January 6th. But saving democracy is not going to be accomplished by anything you do to them. It has to begin with facing the absurdly anti-democratic spectacle that Elon Musk represents. But we live in a society where that is not only not criticized for the injustice and the anti-democratic reality it is, but instead put on the cover of Time magazine as if in the fantasy life of the desperate they can all imagine they too will one day be an Elon Musk. Yes, I think Time Magazine with this act should be characterized as a pornographic publication. Richard Wolf is the co-founder of the organization Democracy at Work, the author of many books, the latest being The Sickness is the System, When Capitalism Fails to Save Us from Pandemics or Itself. A new hard copy edition of Professor Wolf's book, Understanding Marxism, has been released. 
It features a new lengthy introduction which strengthens the case for why Marxism is worth understanding. Be sure you check it out. You can find all of Professor Wolf's works at rdwolf.com. That's r-d-w-o-l-f-f.com. You're listening to The Socialist Program. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to The Socialist Program with Brian Becker, where we bring you news and views about the world for those who want to change it. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And watch video episodes of our in-depth show, The Real Story, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube with our partner, Breakthrough News. We can only continue our work bringing you high-quality news, analysis, and history with the support of our listeners. Connect with us and become a patron at patreon.com slash the socialist program and receive an invitation to participate in an exclusive monthly seminar with Brian Becker. 